Come on in, come on in, come on in. All geeks are welcome in this space. Let's learn together and seek his face. I'm Lem Filial, a.k.a. Bad Gamer Elite, your host for the Sound Maiden podcast, sponsored by LifePromotions.org. God Games and Geekery gives us an opportunity every Tuesday. Wait, it might not be Tuesday when you hear this. Wait, guys. Okay, so let's do something a little different. This is going to be different because we are celebrating the fact that we've had 25 episodes. And I thought, man, I usually just talk to you guys. But what if we had somebody that we talked with? And I am so excited to introduce to you the man, the myth, the legend. Matter of fact, some of you have already been introduced to him. If you join us on twitch.tv, so twitch.tv slash Life Promotions, you already know this voice. My boy, the one guy who I do not want to play against as Soldier 76 in Overwatch, Lucas Tuttle is here. <laughs> hey, 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 how's it going, Lem? Thanks, uh, thanks for having me on the show. Yo, I'm, I'm glad that you're here. I get the, like, okay, first off, with this whole COVID thing, I don't get to see you very sure. often, <laughs> but now I get to see you. To hang out in studio, six feet apart, masks on. Yep, absolutely. Guys, I w- we'll take a picture. We'll have a picture for you guys afterwards. We are masked up in this piece. But that doesn't mean we can't have a great conversation, man. I'm just, I'm so ready. Dude, this is going to be fun. I'm excited. Let's do this. All right. So let, let's, let's talk a little bit about what, what do we do outside of gaming? What, you know, so like, I've talked a little bit about it. So you go ahead first and I'll talk a little bit about what I do. Sure. Yeah. So uh, what I do outside of gaming, I love playing Magic the Gathering. (laughs) Nerd. (laughs) I deserve that. Uh, I love it. I played as a boy and my mom uh, didn't approve of it when I was a child. And so I wasn't able to play as a child. And then I kind of grew up. I went off to college. Uh, I came back from college. I ran into an old friend just on the streets playing Pokemon Go. Uh, still a nerd and he's like hey man you want to play magic the gathering and i'm like uh of course i do and so i've been playing magic the gathering since 2016 again and having a blast doing it oh wow that's cool that's awesome um i I, some of you guys know this already but i outside of gaming i am a i'm a nerd within the gaming community sure because what i do is i do in-game photography we call it game photography in my community uh but Game photography. So if it has a photo mode, if it doesn't have a photo mode, but I think it's pretty, I'm finding a way to get a fancy screenshot. Let me tell you guys, the first time I got to really game with Lem, he invited me onto a stream to play Sea of Thieves. And I love Sea of Thieves. I love the camaraderie. I love the working together to overcome accomplishments. And I knew I was in for a long day when in the first hour, I'm trying to gather supplies and Lem's trying to capture the perfect sunset. It was so gorgeous. I got one with my little purple monkey. (laughs) (laughs) I did have a lot of fun, but I... You're another level of nerd that I was not for Sea of Thieves. (laughs) Yeah, man. There's there's a bunch of us out there. There's there's a ton of us out there. Um, I think it's more and more common to see photo mode in some of our favorite games, right? Borderlands 3 has a photo mode. They they had a social media contest attached to it. Yep. Jedi Fallen Order photo mode. Uh, plenty of games nowadays are just coming stock with photo mode. Lady Snipeshot was a finalist in that contest. Was she really? Yeah, dude. Where's her, can we find her picture? Does she have it posted somewhere? Um, I don't know if she's got it posted anywhere. She probably does. She posts everything. Well, hopefully we can add it to Discord if she's got it available. Yeah, I'd love to see it. 
Um, yeah, so I think that we do things outside of gaming, and some of those two things are just are are, are are gaming related as well. What's something that you that we should know that you do without gaming at all related to it? What do you enjoy? Sure. I uh, I was an athlete once upon a time. I used to <laughs> run around, and uh, our friend Ken invited me to play some softball this last year, and uh, I forgot I used to be an athlete and not currently an athlete. <laughs> and so I said, yes, I would love to. And so I went and played some softball this year. We got one game left in the season. It'll be over by the time this airs. And it was brutal and violent, so learning to swing a bat and catch. I'd missed so many drop balls. It was crazy. Oh. And also, uh, I play a little disc golf as well. I enjoy oh. throwing plastic frisbees into baskets. I did not know you disc golf. I love disc golf. We've known each other for years, folks. And I did not know that Lucas disc golf. Yeah, big fan. Well, what about you, Len? What do you do outside of the geekery universe? Well, I, uh, I do enjoy photography, just regular real-world photography. Something I haven't done in a long time. I used to love to bake. Like cookies? Like cookies and cakes and all all this stuff. I used to make a killer tuxedo bar. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, what is a tuxedo bar? A tuxedo bar is like, it's like a brownie. Like a, a, it, it's a brownie-esque cookie bar. Okay. With black and white chocolate in All it. Right. So, like, milk and dark and white chocolate. Sounds yummy. That's so good. And uh, I can't do that anymore. Because <laughs> my doctor says that I'm not supposed to touch carbs. But and, carbs are proof God exists. Yes, they, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that I cannot have them is proof the devil exists. Oh. <laughs> That seems sad. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. It is. I want. Let me rephrase that. I'm not supposed to, but I do. Uh, you know, in all in moder all in moderation. Correct. There you go. It's all in moderation. So we are fans of video games. We are fans of comic books. We are fans of uh, like geeky movies. Um, yes. So I want to start with what systems do you play on? Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. So when I was a boy, we'll start, we'll start as a child here. Uh, we had an NES and that's kind of what we had was this NES. And so I, I grew up playing super Mario brothers, uh, of the ilk mom had this old school, like Exodus game. We'll talk more about my mom in a little bit, but uh, it was a Jesus, it was a Bible based Moses platformer adventure game. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you had to go, and there's Bible trivia in between levels that you had to guess. Uh, oh, yeah, wow. It, it, was, it, was, it was wild. And so I grew up playing on the NES, and so we, we never really had a swath of consoles, right? If I wanted to play right. other consoles, I'd have to go to friends' houses that their parents had bought whatever they wanted. But now as a grown up, uh, I just buy whatever I want to play. And so uh, <laughs> I try not to overindulge. Right now, I've got an Xbox uh, One and a PlayStation 4 that I really enjoy. I bought a 3DS a while ago. I didn't need the Switch at the time. And so I kind of buy what I want at this point. But pr predominantly, Xbox One is my go-to console of choice. Okay. Why, why is that? Why, why Xbox One? Because, I mean, we have a lot of our friends that are on PlayStation. Sure. And uh, and I was a big PlayStation fanboy back in back in the original PlayStation, PlayStation Two, huge PlayStation fanboy. Yeah. Only bought that console, loved it. Final Fantasy series was all in on the PlayStation. All right, okay. Um, I 
I, I love my Xbox. And what Perfect. I love about Xbox is Game Pass. Oh, Game Pass is Game Pass awesome. Is, is the way to go. Right. 100%. I, I haven't bought an Xbox game in forever. Sure. And I think that's why PlayStation hasn't done anything like that, really. Mm. I mean, not to the extent that that Xbox has. Sure. But I love I love playing with friends. And most of my friends are on PlayStation. Yep. So most of the time, that's where you find me yeah. like it, it was on the PlayStation. But uh, especially when like a new game comes out or like Monster Hunter, we when we first started sure. God Games and Ge- uh, Geekery on the uh, Life uh, Life Promotions channel, yep, we were playing Monster Hunter World. Yeah, and on on I have it on PlayStation. I barely touched it. Yeah, I started playing with you on 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 Xbox. I'm like, man, why haven't I been playing this game? Sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, so yeah. So I am. I'm primarily PlayStation, uh, but dabbling in Xbox. I also. I have a Switch. Sure. Gotta have a Switch. Um, I have Animal Crossing on it. Yeah. I have Pokemon Sword and Shield. I have a ton of other games on it. Sure. Uh, but I barely touch my Switch. The Switch right now is used to keep my son off my PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever it takes, I guess. Dad, I want to play Overwatch. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> So my girlfriend Becca has a Switch. Yeah. Um, so if I if I have an itch, she she I can borrow hers. Yeah. And she also is a huge Animal Crossing fan. So uh, she yeah. loves just chilling out, playing Animal Crossing. I gotta get over to her island because she does not want to see mine. Mine is inhabited by me and a ten year old boy. <laughs> it sounds weird, but it's my son. It sounds <laughs> smelly. Is what it sounds like. <laughs> it's, it is a mess right now. It is an absolute mess. So if anybody wants to come over and just clean up my my island and and be an island maintenance, I'll be I'll be happy sure. to share some fruits of the labor. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I want to like I want to bring up a great thought that you had about what console we play on. So I, I am now Xbox. I've been Xbox since the OG Xbox, and I have one word, and it's Halo. Oh uh, yeah, I, dude. I was in love with Halo. All my friends played Halo. I got I got quite good at Halo. And so that's just kind of where the community that I hung out with was. Yeah. And to your point, we're back with my PlayStation. All my friends were playing PlayStation. And so that's the console that I was on. And then all my friends, you know, became Xbox users because of Halo. And then that's where I kind of moved. And so I, I just love playing video games with people, even if it's a one player game. To be able to discuss Skyrim with somebody or discuss oh. what I'm walking through. I know there's been a number of games where I'm just begging. Micah or you don't like, or even beat it so I can talk to you about it because it's still it, haven't finished Last of Us too. Sorry, that's but that's what I I, I adore. I love that's kind of how I ended up on the Xbox because at the time that's where all my friends were. But as more placed people friends that I know have PlayStation, I'm on my PlayStation more than I've ever been in the last ten years because of you and your friends and streaming Overwatch and the and the kind and so yeah uh, I, I like to play with friends I don't like doing it by myself I like doing it together but good friends also if at all possible join you where you are and that's what we do with Minecraft we just we both started playing Minecraft kind of at the same time sure yeah just 100%. maybe a couple months ago yep did you ever think you'd get as deep as you are no I like... <laughs> okay so it took me forever I remember being the grumpy old man like get off my lawn yeah, you know, rah, rah, rah. get out of my generation's video games right and so I remember just looking at it and being like what do you do there's nothing to do and so now that I've played for months and I, I really love it me and Becca are playing we got our own world that we're playing on and like the truth is um, there is nothing to do in the game like that's still factual correct factually correct 
But there's also everything to do in the game, right? Like, there's, there's nothing is off limits. You you want to build a spawner? If you want to build a a giant castle, if you want to explore, if you want to if you want to go all the way down the tech tree, the, you, you can do it. Anything you want to do, you can go out and do. And so, uh. I'm having an absolute blast playing Minecraft. And then I've, it's spilled over into Astro Near, which we've talked about. It's it's spilled over into No Man's Sky. All the same kind uh. of game is nothing to do. Everything. Are you do. playing the story in No Man's Sky or are you doing creative in that? Both and let me tell you, No Man's Sky, this is where it got me. And and I know I got baited so hard. Is <laughs> you can find crashed ships, like you can find yeah. crashed cra- uh, freighters yeah. to uh, explore and loot, but you can find crashed ships that you can fix up and go fly off. And I am wo- I am wholly obsessed. <laughs> like I gotta find the next ship. I gotta fix it up. And I know, like I, I read online, and I'm kind of a you know you know me. I love the gamer score. Uh, I'm a min maxer. I want to do it as quickly as I can, as efficiently as I can. And so I started looking on how to find ships quicker. And I'm like, no, I just want to explore the galaxies for these down ships, fix them up, and just race off into space. And no Man's Sky is blowing my mind right now. I am having an absolute blast. I need to jump back into that game for two words. Photo mode. <laughs> <laughs> it is go- I see my friends posting these amazing, uh, sure. absolutely amazing pictures. And I'm like, I want to do that. Yeah. And then I see somebody post something from Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. And it's amazing. Sure. And I, I want to do that. And so... uh uh, well, even even me, like some of the um, ancillary quests, the um, uh, what are the what are the what's the word? Quest? The radiant quest they call okay, them, oh, right, Fallout, yeah. where they just yeah. kind of repeat. One of them is uh, taking photos of other of others, whatever of other certain various um, landscapes and whatnot. And so they've got a bunch of stuff I don't know how to use. Uh, I'm sure you'll know how to use them and oh, what yeah. they mean. But oh, yeah. I just got I just got to hit the, the the center button and then hit Y to. Screen grab, and then that's it. That's all I gotta do. And so I'm sure you'd have a blast. Oh yeah, in photo man. mode. Oh, Woo. but uh, so we talking about we're talking about people that we share our lives with. I like I, I mentioned my son, who uh, is my other gamer in the house. Um, we call him Bad Gamer Junior. Uh, but uh, and my wife is it, he better than you? Just be honest. Uh, depends on the game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's finished more games than I have. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and then my wife is anti gamer. She's not, she's she doesn't necessarily like gaming. Oh sure. Uh, and then uh, what's well, nice? She puts up with you though. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. Dude, she's like, hey, get some out of my hair. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, then my oldest daughter who just got married. Hey, Mazel Tov. Right. Uh, she is, we call, I call her not a gamer cause she doesn't hate it and she'll go down and she'll play a game, but she's not really a gamer for, per se. And yeah, my sister falls in that category. If she sees me playing, she'll like, Hey, is there a second player? Can I jump on? Yeah. But she would, she wouldn't play unless I was there. Her husband was right. playing games yeah. and yeah. she'll jump on. She's done rocket league. Same, yeah. same thing. Yeah. If it's there, sure. I'll jump on, but I'm not, I'm not going out of my way to play. Right. And then my middle kid, uh, she's creative bacon. She just, she just totally just dis- disowned the gamer name. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. So, um, so, but we have all these people, but what about, the animals in our lives that keep us. Oh, I'm so excited for people to learn about the animal in your life. <laughs> so, so I, okay, I love my sisters and uh, God bless their souls. I love them to death. Uh, and they decided one year I needed a cat, and so they just <laughs> they just bought me a cat. Just I was minding my own business, not having a cat, and they bought me a cat, and so now I own. 
Uh, Rocket, whom I love and I adore, and he's named after our favorite Marvel raccoon, Rocket. And I thought it'd be just a cute name, but he is... He has been everything that that moniker represents. He is chaotic. He is loud. He is aggressive. He's angry. He wants to watch the world burn down. <laughs> but at the end of the day, he wants to be loved just like everybody else. And so once we go to bed, he'll want to snuggle up a little bit. Oh, uh, wow. So uh, he was born in this world, Prince Rocket the Crepuscular. And now his name is King Rocket the Hateful. <laughs> But I love him to death. Uh, you, you'll hear him on stream running around the house, and I got to scream at him. Rocket! Yeah. Rocket! <laughs> so the, you you know this. You got a cat, right? You got a couple of we cats. Have, yeah, we got a couple of cats. And so you, when your cats are doing something you don't want to do, you're supposed to like spray them and yell at the same time to associate the spray with the yell so that they don't do that behavior anymore. All it taught Rocket to do was to go fast, right? Like, it did, <laughs> like you can see him sitting, wagging his tail. like, I know I'm going to have three seconds before he can get to that water bottle. I'll have to move quick. And sure enough, he'll run, strike, and take off. He knows. I love Rocket. That's awesome. You mentioned Rocket Raccoon. Uh, well, what about your cats? Before, oh, oh, okay. All right. What, well, about, what, what are your animals in your life? Okay, so... We have we have two cats, and we have the cat that thinks he's a dog. Oh my! What is that like? He fetches. He fetches? Yes, yes, he does. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then we've got our skitty cat. All right. So, uh, what's we have? Uh, uh, uh oh my gosh, Prim Primrose. Uh, okay. She's she's From the skitty. Yeah, she's the skitty cat. Okay. <laughs> and uh, one second she'll be all lovey dovey. And then the next second, she's just running everywhere, just like gone. I don't. Everything scares me. Yeah. Like, uh, but lately, like when I'm streaming or working on something, she'll come down and she'll just sit and look at me, and I say, "Hey, kitten," and she'll come over, meow, wants me to pet her and everything like that. So she's really sweet. I was watching a a movie the other night. I was the only one home. She comes, she looks at me, and I said, "Hey, kitten." She pops up on the couch and lays next to me and just wants me to pet her. Now she's realistically my my middle kid. She that's her that's her mama. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know. So it's very rare for her to come over by me, and yeah. that's was really cool. Yeah, um, sweet. And then we've got you've got Comet. I mean, you've got Rocket. We've got Comet. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and he is our cat that acts like a dog. Okay, he wants to play. He will go fetch his toy, his little string toy. Yeah, bring it to you, and you play with him. And then yeah. you get tired of it, you'll throw it away. He will go get it and bring, bring it, it back. back. That's amazing. <laughs> He's like, I want to do the thing. Yeah. Let's do the thing. I'm like, oh, buddy. Rocket shreds his toys. There is no playing with them. He, <laughs> is he, there's a catnip toy and a yeah. string that he loves. Yeah. And I left it. I've gotten like three or four of them. And we still have all the like parts of it, like just the ball and yeah. on it. But he... If I leave it out, he'll rip it in pieces uh, in nanoseconds. And so there is no letting him fetch it. But he does. I mean, he brings it to bed with him. And yeah. so like just a little ball, it's like when he goes time for bed, he just brings it with him, drops it on the bed and then curls up. Uh, nighty night. Nighty night. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so our, our rocket, he's he's our rocket a comet. Uh, he is he's a, he's super sweet, but he requires a lot of attention. He's mouthy. Sure. He's mouthy. We so we think that he's part Abyssinian cat because <laughs> that's yeah. Mouthy he just cat. meows all the time. Meow, meow. And here's the thing with me, he doesn't he doesn't really yell at me for stuff. Sure. 
My wife, he yells at my wife for so much. She gets upset with him. <laughs> it's like he's another kid because I'll be up and running around, the, uh, running around the house um, in the morning and he won't say a word to me. He'll be, he'll look at me and be like, hey, what's up, pop? Yeah, that's about it. She gets up. He wants treats early in the morning and he just. Does she feed him typically or do you feed him typically? Um, We both, we kind of take turns on it, but I think she has most of it. So Rocket meows at me when it's time to feed. He won't meow. The only time he meows is when I'm going to feed him, uh, which is like, dude, you didn't even know I was going to feed you. Why are you meowing all this? <laughs> and then when I go to bed, he'll, he's dead quiet until I go to bed and then he just meows for like a half an hour. <laughs> it's not bedtime, dad. That's it. That's it. Uh, so Rocket, and you mentioned Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Uh, comic books. Yeah. Let's talk because I today is the day to talk all things geeky. Yeah, of course. I so I didn't get to get be in comic books as much as I'd wanted to be growing up. My mom, my, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. Mom didn't want me spending on comic books. I read a lot of. Uh, if there was one comic book I got, it was Sonic the Hedgehog. That was yeah. mom felt comfortable with that. She didn't like like Batman or. Some of the more typical superhero comic books that are, she thought they might be too dark for me, and so we weren't able to have them. But when mom wasn't looking, sorry, don't tell mom, uh, <laughs> I am a huge fan of the X-Men universe. Yeah, baby, that's books. what I'm talking about. Uh, easy easy to identify yourself with Cyclops or Wolverine, but like the guy that I really adored was Gambit. Oh, I yeah. love some Gambit. <laughs> yeah, so... Huge fan of them. I had a little crush on Rogue as well yeah. growing up. And I mean, so, well, you were a Gambit fan. You, sure, got, you well, I think that was a part of it. I think that was like, well, he likes Rogue, and I think she's cute. You know? But I've always thought they didn't do him a very good uh, service in the silver screen. I can't wait till he gets his actual own movie, and I hope it's way better than how they represented him in the Wolverine movie. Yeah, you know, they didn't do... That entire movie was trash. They didn't do horrible. What, no. he could climb walls with his bow staff? What I, is that? Okay, now here's the thing. <laughs> the part that messed it up for me was Deadpool. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to overlook that, right? right. Like, that is so egregiously awful. Exactly. Everything else in that movie, I was like, okay, it's a different universe. It's a different universe. For some reason, even though I had the it's a different universe than my comics thing going, sure. I cannot forgive what they did for Deadpool. So they made him so, so, uh, so they, they had all Stalker, Striker, yeah, Had all these other mutants that he was kind of trying to harvest their power, so to speak, and put them into one superhero. Now, is that is that a is that canon in any universe? I I don't know much about Striker. Forgive me, my X Men fans. I am a huge, huge X Men fan. Seriously, I've been reading X Men. I read X Men. Let me rephrase that from uh, the early eighties. Uh, up until 2000. Sure. Uh, and then I'm now I'm going back on Marvel Unlimited and reading everything that I've missed so far. Yeah. And I am a huge X-Men fan. I don't remember Stryker in the comic. I think Stryker has always been the guy that did the experiments on Wolverine. I think that's a pretty typical arc in most iterations of X-Men. So again, not a huge figure, right, as we talk about what happens to Wolverine after the experiments, but uh, I think that's pretty pretty tight to his origin story. And if you're trying to follow the X-Men, like if you're you're not a comic book guy and you're trying to trying to figure out the X-Men universe based on the movies alone, just don't yeah, don't, don't do no. that. 
No. They, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, guys with PhDs are like, I don't understand the time commute. Like, it's just a big mess. It's a, granted, I think that the newer X-Men movies, story-wise, are better than the older X-Men movies. Sure, I, I like the older ones. That's kind of how, I mean, that's that's when Marvel realized, holy, wow, we can make some money off this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, I like them. If you just take them as movies, like just action movies, and yeah. you don't try to compare them to the Marvel Universe or like the bigger story, they're just fine action movies. They're not great, but they're not awful either. And so you can just enjoy them as they are. But you know, you know, as well as all of our listeners, dude, us fanboys, we take that seriously. All they got to do is say, this is not Earth 616 and we're fine. <laughs> That's it. That's all they have to do. <laughs> That's all they have to do. Call it's so it easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. It's one line of dialogue. <laughs> they don't even have to say it. They just put it on the screen as, a, as yeah. a, it opens up. <laughs> Not Earth 616. <laughs> That's all they have to do, man. Oh, dude. Okay. All right. So comic book wise for me, like like you, I'm a huge X-Men fan. Um, I I wouldn't necessarily say that I have a favorite X-Men. Uh, well, who did you, is there one that you identified with? Is there one that you like, you know, kind of stuck I, out in your I head think, a little bit more? I think Nightcrawler for me. Sure. Uh, just because he's a good hearted guy and people look at him, they're like, nah, man, <laughs> you know, and that's something that I had to grow up with, yeah. you know, like he's a good hearted guy, wants to do good by everybody. People look at him. Oh my goodness. He's a demon. Sure. You know, well, and, and he holds, so n- between the demon, people thinking he's a demon or thinking he looks funny, right? He's not a, I forget what they, how they classify those mutants, but he's not a mutant that can uh, hide his, who he is, right? right he's right. just kind of who he is. But also he, he holds, he holds himself in high regard in, in the fact that if he makes mistakes, he takes that very seriously. He yeah. beats himself up quite a bit right. as well. Like he, he has a hard time living with mistakes that he's made. So you couple that with, with the people thinking he looks different and outcasting him. It's a lot to take on. Yeah, it is. It is. And that's uh Do you know anything about, you know, feeling bad when you make mistakes like <laughs> I know a lot about that. <laughs> uh beat myself up badly. Oh man. Um so looking at our 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 lot of a lot of little notes that we're talking about um history of these comics and the history of these games and us getting into gaming. I think that it, we would be remiss about talking about how we got into gaming, sure. but also our Jesus story. I'll let you pick what you want to, which one you want to talk about first and I'll follow you. So you're telling me I have to prioritize Jesus or, <laughs> That's not or what gaming I'm saying. and geekery? No, your story, which <laughs> chapter of your story are we hearing first? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So my my story, you know, there's a lot to unpack with my story. I, I grew up uh, without a father, essentially, is the punchline. Um, there's a man that pretended to be my father for a season, but kind of just fell off the face of the earth one day without much explanation. So that's pretty heavy on a child. So you just, I just grew up with just mom and my two baby sisters who have a different father. Matter of fact, the father that I thought was mine is actually my sister's father. He, when mom and him got divorced, he kind of just left me out while still being involved in their life without much explanation. And so that's pretty heavy for a kid to go through and kind of, kind of adapt in. And I grew up, you know, fairly insecure and fairly, you know, not very confident of who I am. Mom did her best. She dragged me to church all the time. I mean, I would say I was a Christ follower since I was five years old. The first time I said the prayer, so to speak, or the first time I responded to the Holy Spirit or however you want to package it. But it really wasn't until I was in college. Uh, I graduated high school. I wasn't sure what was next. 
my youth pastor told me to go to a master's commission program. It's a discipleship school down in Fort Myers, Florida. He said, I think this would be good for you. And I'm, you know, I don't have a dad. So father figure, tell me what to do. That's all I needed. So I just went, I went to Florida and that for the first time is where I really understood what it was like to love Jesus, follow Jesus, surrender my life to Jesus. And so while I've been following Jesus since I was a boy, it wasn't probably until I was 18 years old that I've really surrendered my life to Christ. All right. 18. I I mean, so again, my whole life I've gone to church, my whole life I'd say I was a good kid, a good person most of that time, maybe a little insecure. I got into a little bit of trouble. But nothing, nothing too wild. And then 18 is when I was like, at the discipleship school, when I realized, oh, man, I have not been taking my faith very serious. Right, right. Yeah, I like Lucas, but several years before Lucas, at five years old, <laughs> I'm considerably older than Lucas. Um, but I am. Uh, well, uh, I, I always get told I, I'm young for my age, right? I get young for my age. It's not too often I see someone older than me that's confused for somebody <laughs> younger than me. Uh, so I always love hanging out with you because I'm like, no, Lem can do it. I can do it too. <laughs> He's older than me. Oh, uh, at Quakes, dude. That's always, always <laughs> awesome when we get that at Quakes. Uh, um, but no, I, at five years old, I went. I went to Word of Life Ranch in Scroon Lake, Scroon Lake, Scroon Lake, Scroon Lake, New York. Um, and uh, I was, I, you know, the parents had their Bible thing, and they would take the kids to their Bible thing. And at that age, I was like, "Yeah, I want Jesus." It, where in modern terms we call it uh, to be my forever friend. And I just, I just knew, I was like, yeah, that's, that, that's right. I knew it in my heart. Yeah. Um, fast forward through elementary school and junior high or middle school as it's known now, I guess. Uh, I, again, I still knew where I was, what I believed, who I believed. Um, I grew up with a group of young men, uh, that in any other, in any other case, we would have looked like a gang. Sure. But we were a gang of these Christian boys mm. in Brooklyn, New York, just walking around like they were, we, did, we did not have a youth group in our church or anything like that. It was just us learning as we go along. And, you know, yeah, yeah we're, we're getting in the Bible, not always together, but we're getting in the Bible and having somebody to call you out when, you know, when you needed it. We didn't know it as a men's group or young men's group or youth group or anything like that, but that's what it was. Yeah, that's that's a lot like how the disciples lived their, their lives out in the in those times with Jesus is just doing life together, calling each other out, trying to make each other better. Yeah. I mean, that's really quite cool. Yeah, it was it was super cool. It was yeah. super cool. And I, I'm still in contact with some of them. Uh, not many of them, but some of them. No, what's interesting. So I, I've got a background in church. I've been doing church ministry for most of my adult life. And one of the one of the things is we spend a lot of resources trying to develop small groups that that you formed organically. Like we we were like, how do we get this to happen and how can we be intentional so we can create this small group environment? Because I think every pastor would say they want small groups full of that band of brothers yeah, that you're yeah. that you're referencing. And so we spent a lot of money trying to do it to force it to make it happen because we think that's great cultivation in people's life. You just did it on your own. That was such an organic we Jesus, whatever you're up to, let's bring my friends with me. Like that's so amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, we do that and not necessarily we, but uh you and I, but geeks in general, that's what we do. Sure. Yeah, ever heard of Discord? 
<laughs> I mean, it's building a brand, uh, a band of brothers and sisters together yeah. around a certain thing. Yep. And I, I, I love that. I love the communities. On, I am part of so many discords because I love it so much. Um, but, uh, but as a, as a high schooler, um, and a little later in my high school career, I started to fall away. Not completely, because I was still in Brooklyn and I still had my boys and they were calling me out on stuff, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, you know, being, uh, uh, uh an evil little felon or anything. But, you know, I just, I wasn't outwardly making sure that I was communi- uh, communicating with God and reading my Bible and all that. No, so it's one of those, sorry to interrupt, I just, I love bringing this up, but like, it's those things like in the Christian faith, and I, I did it too, like, where we try to, like, that's how we try to marge, like, that's how we fall away from God, right? Like, well, my sin isn't as bad as right, it right. could have been. I mean, I said that, I'm like, well, I wasn't a bad, bad kid. But I wasn't living my life the way God had called me to live. And so I I think it's important that we we note that of going like, look, falling short is falling short, whatever it looks like. Again, not calling you out of this. No, oh, yeah, no, like. no, it's no, calling no. me out. You said it. I'm like, oh, no, I said that too. Like yeah. that's. So I just think it's an interesting observation of how we justified not going all in on Jesus is by saying, no, it's not as I didn't kill anybody. I think we're all right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, when I was in high school, I, uh, I got invited to this youth group. I'd never been to a youth group before, you know, um, cause I didn't have a church I was going to. My friends knew I was a Christian, but didn't have a church I was going to. So, uh, this one girl invited me to a youth, uh, to this, to this youth group. She first invited me to her church, uh, cause she knew we didn't have a church, but she went to a different youth group. So she went to church service at one church but youth group at another church and uh she invited me at youth group because she was like i think you'll get along with these guys and my first night okay i'm gonna date myself here (laughs) first night they showed a petra video and the carmen uh witch's invitation video and i had never seen anything like this and i was into music and entertainment and all that stuff how, do you th- how many people of our audience do you think have heard of that stuff no, like okay <laughs> there's a couple of you guys i know you some of you guys are like tony t i see you scott Higa, i see you <laughs> i know you know what i'm talking about um but uh I know that I came home and I was like, mom, did you know X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah. And this one. And I, that got me excited about Jesus. Cause I grew up, uh, in, uh, a pretty stoic Christian environment. I grew up in the, uh, church of God in Christ. And I love the church in God in Christ of God in Christ. As a matter of fact, when we first had to start doing quarantine services, I went and watched my my old church in Brooklyn. They hmm. was doing that, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, Bishop Clemens, go get him, get him, <laughs> yeah, preach it." And um, it was it was fantastic. But I knew that. Uh, 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 it, well, good Lord, I lost <laughs> I lost track again. There's the old man. <laughs> I think that's the ADD. Let's <laughs> try the ADD coming up. <laughs> anyway, so. I think that, oh yeah, so I, I got excited because I grew up in this stoic environment that I didn't realize I could be edutained, spiritually edutained. You want to elaborate on that? Yeah, People okay. might think you're pronouncing words funny. Yeah, all right, all right. So spiritually, I think you guys get that idea, <laughs> the concept. Yeah. Edutainment is learning through entertainment. And videos like uh, the Beyond Belief whole 
teaching a lesson video series that Petra did and uh, having in there in there a, uh, a Carmen music video who Carmen is an amazing storyteller. I don't care what you say. <laughs> He's a great storyteller. His Lazarus song. Right. Oh, boy. Oh, Lazarus come forth. Dude, I get, I get <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but uh, but I, so I had never been never seen anything like it. And it opened my eyes. It was a whole new thing. A whole new world. <laughs> uh, it was a whole thing for me that I was like, oh. And that's when I that's when I became on fire for God. And I trusted God with everything. So much so that I, it, it, while I was still in high school, me and my buddy are up in the balcony at church, cutting up during a service. And we were just, we were just you know, ha- I say cutting up, but we were having a conversation. We weren't listening to the preacher. Sure. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> um, and I was like, I want to, I want to, I want to know who I'm going to marry. And we sat there, we prayed, God, we just show, want sh- ask you to show us who we're going to marry. That next summer, I was 18 years old. That next summer, I met my wife. Oh, that's awesome. And I was like, shut up, God. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. I got to be careful what I asked this dude for. Because <laughs> God listens. Yeah, to him who's able, right? Uh, yeah. To him who's able. But yeah, so that's uh, that's kind of my, my, my Jesus story. What about uh, what about your gaming? Yeah, so, so man, it's, it's so weird to talk about all this power of Jesus in our lives and what he's up to. And then, like, uh, well, what was your adventures with Sonic the Hedgehog like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I am. Um, I, so my earliest, my earliest childhood memory was playing the original Super Mario uh, World. My mom had a family gathering, which is very atypical for the rest of my childhood. We did not have very many fam- much family over at a time at a time. But mom had a whole family over, and we were all playing through the Mario Brothers, the first Mario Brothers level. And it was uh, Mario uh, World 7 4. So, so it was World 7 4. And if you know anything about that, Lem, it is the infinite end level. If you don't go through the exact right path, you will repeat the pattern over and over oh, and over. No. So I remember time and time again, everyone trying to pass this level, and everyone got frustrated, and finally the five-year-old boy got a chance to play. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I did it. I got through the end part. What? I, I made it through the map, and then I promptly died at Bowser, and nobody had seen Bowser up to that point, so everyone was mad at me for some reason, even though I'm the one that, like, they all could have killed Bowser or got through Bowser to get to the axe, to drop the bridge, to get to not princess but i got through the whole map and i remember that was the moment i'm like that felt awesome like the whole house was looking at me and and that was probably like the big moment was again friends right the power of our friends is yeah. uh it was 1997 final fantasy 7 had just come out and my best friend rj was all about it and he's like dude you gotta try this game so i went out i bought a playstation i bought final fantasy 7 and that was the day the moment that I stopped being a casual gamer right. and became a hardcore gamer. And I don't uh, I don't want to delineate or or gatekeep what version of gamer you are, what's a real gamer, not a real gamer. But in my personal life, that's when I was all in on video games. I went from playing sometimes to consuming. Like I don't know if you've played Final Fantasy Seven. I have not. Not to even this, the remake. To this day, I can put a hundred hours in that game and not blink. I can do everything without a strategy guide. I can I can level. I can do anything because that's how many times I played that game. That was the one game I had, and I played it as much as I could. And that, uh. that's that's it. Then I got into Halo. Then I got into other games. And so I man, I, gaming has been a huge part of my life. 
I, I remember talking to people that were like, would get shamed for playing for like four hours. It's, you played video games for four hours today. I'm like, man, I can play for 12 hours straight. Man, RJ <laughs> used to go the entire weekend. We're trying to get as little sleep as possible. Can we do 36 straight hours of video games? And people are getting shamed for four hours. And so, I, man, video games have been a huge part of my life. The built community, even as a youth pastor, getting students together to play video games together. I know like every fan, household is different levels. Like I wouldn't have been allowed to attend the video game parties I threw as a youth pastor. <laughs> My mom would never let me go to those. But to bring new students in and bring old students in to come create a community, video games have been a huge part of who I am as a person. And even as a ministry tool, I've been able to do awesome things in the video game culture. And playing with you, talking about Jesus is uh, one of my favorite things to do uh, on the planet. Love it, I love it. We like, like I say, for our our uh, our Twitch streams, you know, we we talk about Jesus and headshot noobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the noob there. <laughs> I, I know it's I, I know it's not necessarily very PC, but I mean, we we game on console, so that's why we say it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so how how did you get into video games, Lem? I barely remember how I got into it. Sure. To tell you the truth, I barely remember because I've been playing for so long. I remember playing Pitfall. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Is that, is that not even for the NES? Is, was that for Atari? That's like Atari or yeah. ColecoVision or something. I don't remember what it was. I think it's Atari. But, yeah, I remember playing Pitfall. I remember uh, playing, um, oh, what's that? Frogger, of course. But there was the other one that was jung- uh, Jungle jungle something or other. Wait, Atari 2600. Pitfall. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I, that's that's what I remember. I played Pitfall. The first system I remember us owning, though, I know that we had uh, something that had Pong on it, but first one I remember us buying was the Sega Master System. We were not Nintendo folks. We were Se- we were a Sega family. Yeah, Sega's where it's at. <laughs> Sega was awesome. Yeah, and we had uh uh oh good lord, what was it? Zillion. I remember us having Zillion. I remember us having Zillion two, but I thought might have been on Genesis. But we had all the Sega, every Sega console all the way through. Never went to Nintendo. M- million dollar question. Do you have a Sega CD? Yeah, Sega man. Sega Saturn? Yeah, man. Sega Dreamcast? Yeah, man. I, I just sold my Dreamcast a couple of years ago. People paid you yeah. money? Yeah, dude. People love the Dreamcast. Oh, and uh, I, so I, I, I got into Xbox with the original Xbox. Um, with a big honking controller. Yeah, the Duke, man. The I had the Duke. Duke. <laughs> I had the Duke. I, that almost got me off of Xbox. I almost, <laughs> until they came out, like it was a, originally the, the Japanese controller was the smaller one, and then yeah. they released the S class, yeah. which was the Japanese equivalent. And the, and the S class was exactly where it's at. The Duke was just <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I, lo- I, I loved uh, having the Xbox. Um, and then I I got a... Somebody modded my Xbox. Yeah, because Xbox didn't know better, and so they made... They made they didn't make anything proprietary on the device, so you could just unscrew it with a normal screwdriver. Right. And so everybody modded the crap out of their Xbox. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't do it myself. I had a guy do it. Sure, that's usually what we did. We all knew a guy. Like, Give me fifty bucks. We'll see if I can put every game in infinite. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was it was so good. Uh, and so I had some Nintendo stuff on there, and I had, and that's where I started to play a little more Nintendo stuff on there. I had some of my old Sega games on there. Um, but then I got the Xbox 360, and that 
once you started seeing more community-based stuff, sure. that was sucked me into it. Because Xbox Live wasn't, I think it was like, they did it for like one month on the original Xbox. I don't even know if that worked. I mean, you could plug in with the original Xbox, but they didn't really have a LAN system or... You could do you could do online gaming with the Sega Dreamcast. Right, yes. But right. not with the original Xbox, no, I don't no, think. No. I mean, there was a way to do it. I remember it. In college, yeah, it was kind of a mess, but yeah. Yeah. So the 360 just brought me into a community, and that's oh, that's where I started to just like totally consume video games. Yeah. And just dive deep, and then uh, then I went and got a uh, a three. I had a 360. I think somebody modded my 360. No, 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 no. So I got my 360 by trading my modded Xbox into somebody. Oh, someone's willing to trade a 360 for, for a modded Xbox. Because they wanted the old games. Sure, yeah. So well, I, the modded Xbox probably would be more valuable if that's, I mean, it was, it was a multi-arcade at that point. Yeah, So and I was fine just playing the 360 games. Sure. Um, then I bought uh, Xbox One. Lo- I have I have a, 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 a like second generation, not even second generation. It was the. It's still the big guy, but it's like the second run of the sure, big guys. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, in the Xbox One, and maybe it's got a larger hard drive. I think. Yeah. Uh, did they go from five twelve to a terabyte? Maybe or two fifty six to two fifty six to five twelve? I think because it's not. It's not a terabyte. I know that. And then uh, I started doing some streaming uh, with a uh, an organization called Res TV. And one of the guys on Res TV, he uh, he broke into one of my early morning streams. I remember distinctly. I was playing Shadow of Mordor. Oh boy! And he said, "Lem, you got to do this thing." I was like, "What thing?" And he texted me, and I said to the stream, "I said, hey guys, I will talk to you later. Trust me. Just trust me. This may be worth it." So I I stopped the stream. I went over to Target. And I went up to the, the, I waited outside at eight o'clock, before eight o'clock in the morning. I wanted to be the first one in the store. Went to customer service, showed my phone. I'd like to take advantage of this. And they said, I'm going to have to get a manager. And I said, okay. What is this? What's it, happening? Wait for it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, Some narrative tension. I love yeah, it. So the, the, the manager came by and said, hi, I understand if you don't want to, but I would like to, I know that you guys, uh, you guys honor what your app says, and I'd like to take advantage of this. Manager looks down and he says, I'm a gamer, and I would want to take advantage of that too. Let's go get you your play, PlayStation 4 for $35. What? Technically, it was $29.99, but I got a two-year service plan on it. <laughs> so they, they honored that. Yeah, they honored it. It was, it was a, a glitch in their app. It's like a $270 discount, maybe even more at that time. At, yeah, because it because it came with it basically I got 90% off. It came with the three uncharted the first three uncharted. Sure. So it was basically 90% off. It's unbelievable. Um and he uh what had happened it was October 15th, 2015. Which is, if any of my nerves are out there, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's Back to the Future Day. And when you clicked on the Back to the Future Steelbook, it came up with the PlayStation Uncharted bundle. Wow. For $29.99. I wonder how much money uh, they lost that day. Uh, my understanding is that somebody tried to take advantage of it on Sunday and didn't get it, but I got it on Monday. Got it. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. And then they, I, and I, I told, I, and basically I told them, I was like, hey, I get it. If you don't want to honor it, it's fine. But, but this is what, you know, I've had prices matched before from your apps before. Sure. And, you know, I, I understand. I don't want to get you in trouble. 
but this is here. Yeah. I also don't want 20,000 other people to come through the door today. Right. So, I mean, we'll keep this between me and you. Yeah. Can you, can we, can we hook this up and you take the stuff off the shelf? And he was like, yeah, man, let's go. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, very good. Oh, and I ran into a Target employee a couple of years after and I was like, oh, yeah. Um, I, I told him the story. He's like, you're the guy. <laughs> Came a legend that day. That's hilarious. Oh. The employees heard of that deal. The boss said no. Oh, yeah. It was it was so awesome. Um, yeah, I got. I, I said I'd get back to this. I totally would be remiss if I didn't bring this up. Okay, this is a huge part. But like a huge part of me playing video games with my was my mom. Uh, my mom played a huge role in my life uh, playing video games. She is the Dr. Mario master. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, like, yeah? if you think you're good at Dr. Mario, I'm telling you, my mom will kick your butt. I remember as a kid, okay, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, I'm better than my mom at video games, right? Yeah. That's a thing that's as old as time, right? And I remember my mom, she used to play at level 20, Right, which was the tallest setting, right? So the 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 viruses, if you've played Dr. Mario, you gotta match the pills with the viruses to eliminate them in a in a roll of three or two or something like that. I don't remember. You just gotta match them to eliminate them. Mom would play all the way to the top of the jar full of viruses at the fastest speed possible. So the most difficult way to play this game, my mom played it. And she would crush. It was unbelievable. And I remember just watching my mom for hours, just absolutely weeks after weeks of just, you couldn't stop her. I don't even know why she played. It wasn't even a challenge. She just (laughs) crushed it, this game. And so, so while mom didn't become such a huge gamer after the NES, like she didn't play on the Genesis very often. She didn't play uh, on my PlayStation very often, but man, she was a master. She put on a clinic playing Dr. Mario. I'll, I'll tell you, I put my mom up against any Dr. Mario players out there. She will I, destroy I, you. Oh, man. You hear that, Dr. Mario, folks? I, I believe that's a challenge. Yeah, no, no, seriously. My mom will, will embarrass you. <laughs> All right. As we kind of wrap up here. Sure. This is the celebration of the 25th episode yeah. for God Games and Geekery. Yeah. Is there one episode that you can think of that stands out to sure. you? Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of things. One, Lem, I really am grateful for you doing this podcast. This has been a tremendous, uh, this is a dream of mine. Like on a sidebar, you were able to put legs to what I've always wanted to do with oh, my life. Awesome. And that is marry things that I love. And that's and that's Jesus and video games. And you're able to do this in such a way that you can give really clean illustrations of what you've learned from your very, very favorite video games as to what Jesus is teaching you in your life. And so, man, it's been an honor to watch you do your thing. Um, so being able to listen to these things and kind of go along my own journey. And uh, I think one of my favorite episodes, and I forget who we're talking about with the joy of pain. Episode 19. Episode 19. Yeah. 18, 18, sorry. 18. 18. And this has been my mantra in my life, like my personal life. I have accomplished nothing without great pain, mostly due to my own stupidity. Uh, <laughs> but that doesn't change the fact there's been pain in my offering as I've tried to. I never, nobody wants to go through the bad phase to get to the good right. phase, right? Like you and I play Minecraft out of the gate trying to like, how do we build a crafting table? Does that matter? How come I'm dying to spawn? Micah just confessed when he played Minecraft the first time, he was very, he was very frustrated that the zombie kept killing him. He didn't know how to get rid of the zombie in his own house. And so we kind of take that moment right there. And we're like, is it worth continuing or is it worth stopping? Do I, do I press? through? Do I persevere? Is it worth my investment of this game or this pain to get to the the good phase or the mediocre phase even? 
And I know for me, as I've been a youth pastor and as I've got to help lead Quake and as I've done whatever I've done in my life, my comfort zone limb consists of me sitting on my couch playing video games. Like anything I've done besides sit on my couch eating ice cream is something that I would consider <laughs> my comfort zone. I know that's dramatic. <laughs> But I really, I really find myself when I'm in bad places personally, that's all I'll do is I'll just play video games on the couch. And so I know that's my retreat space. That's where I go when I don't want to take on the day. I just go and hide. And so for me to get beyond that, go, I have to go through the pain. I have to go through the, the suffering to get there, to go and to move beyond. And so that episode in particular, being able to go through that in order to get on the other side, man, has been a huge part of my life. And so listening to you be able to explain that as you were talking about Warframe, I believe in the community there, man, that was like, yes, that is exactly what I've been through. I get it. I understand it. It was so good to have that be able to put into words for me. So thank you for what you do uh, as you encourage me. Uh, well, listen thank to you this. for listening. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, then we have at least two downloads. <laughs> I don't listen to most of them. I just click the download button. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, what, about, what about you, Len? I mean, well, you poured your heart and soul into this so far. Well, I mean, I, I think we've got years to go and years to go with this. But so far, what has been the maybe not even favorite episode? What has been the most rewarding part of uh, hosting this podcast? Um, well, one of the most rewarding parts is getting to just know folks, uh, folks in the, in the community, um, that I don't think I would have ever guessed had, would have come into the community, um, uh, to listen to this guy. You know, I, I, the first, the first, uh, episode is, uh, is, is episode zero. Who is this guy? <laughs> like, why would they continue to listen? And just to hear someone say that what I have to, what I've, uh, had to present has helped them in, Anyway, it's just it's just weird for me. It's just super weird. But I I I do love that you know people have approached me and said, "Hey, this right here, I this part right here, thank you." And I got to say that the episode that has rocked my world more because because yes, I write them with the help of Lucas uh, reviewing and no mistake, Lynn does all the work. <laughs> Lucas helps review and Steve helps review, but there's one that I went. I've just gone back and it and at the time of this recording, it's brand new and it has in the process of me writing it and researching and listening to other people speak about it contentment has rocked my world uh because i am i'm I, i'm a i'm a game photographer so all i need all the games that have photo modes or all the games that have the possibility of great photos <laughs> i need them in my life sure and there are games coming out or that have come out that i'm like do i really need to play that do I, or at least do i need it now can i be content with what i have can I be content with the over 100 and change PC games and 84 PlayStation games that I've barely touched? I had, we just talked about at the beginning of this thing. We've got Game Pass. Amen, <laughs> right? Do I need to buy another game? He said as he pre-ordered Avengers. <laughs> that was correct. Though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is dope. Um, but I'm sitting here and I'm like, I don't. I really, really don't. And that that's really rocked me to my core. And I'm thinking about it now and how irresponsible I might have been or might be by buying or even looking at, hey, that's another game that I want. You know, God, that's that's God teaching me. Okay, so you're saying that with games. What else don't you need? 
You know what? How long can your phone Careful last you? <laughs> how long? How long can your phone last you? Do you need to spend the money on that new phone when you, got you it. when you could be using that towards something else? My wife and I started. Uh, we signed up for a meal service. Oh sure, like Blue Apron or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this one is uh, super easy. It uh, they ship they ship you complete meals and you put it in the microwave. <laughs> and they're good. It sounds like right up my alley. Dude, they're so good. <laughs> but do we need to, do I, is that something that I could do? If I need complete meals, can I go for the $3 frozen meal? You know, if that's what we need in our lives right now, because that's the season we're in. Um, Yeah, probably. I'm, I might not enjoy it as much, but does that matter? So the contentment, the contentment series right One now. One thing that I learned from that episode was being content at no longer being on top of my competitive first person shooting game. Uh. Because when, like, like I said, when I was playing Halo 3 in college, I was quite good. Um, and uh, not, I mean, I was never the best in the school or anything like that, but I was, I was quite good. And now playing Halo 4, Halo 5, Halo Infinite coming out overwatch with you guys i don't have the twitch skills that i used to have yeah i also am not putting the same amount of time i used to put into (laughs) halo but being content that i can enjoy this game and not be at the top of the k kd spread right that that i can still enjoy this game so i remember that episode uh helping me just be content with the games that i was playing that i'm like no no, i can enjoy first person shooters uh without beating it on legendary right if i that was used to be my hallmark. I beat Halo 3 on Legendary solo. Baby mode? <laughs> no. Now, Micah, uh, Micah, I was uh, playing, I was struggling with Jedi Fallen Order, and he was like, hey, why don't you just switch it to story mode? Yeah. Uh, it might help you out. And I thought he was being insulting, and then I did it uh, because it was very difficult. And I had way more fun. It was such a, it was such a good game after you that. You felt like a Jedi I, after I, you. I felt like a Jedi. Before you felt like a guy with a stick. So, yeah. So, contentment, contentment helped me do it. Just enjoy the competitive games. Oh, I love it. Oh, man, you guys. Well, uh, I think I, I, this has been so much fun. I've had a blast, This, this has been uh, a great time, you guys. We should play more video games. We need to totally play more video games. Um, I would be down for that. Um, you can find uh, Lucas and I on Twitch.com. TV. I mentioned it earlier. Twitch.tv slash life promotions. Uh, right now, if we're in the summer when this is happening, I, I haven't even planned out when this is, but <laughs> if we're in the summer, uh, 7 to 10 p.m., Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, in the fall slash winter, we will probably go back to 3 p.m. Uh, Central to 6 p.m. Central. Yeah, somewhere in there. But keep an eye. We can find us at God Games Geekery on Twitter. God Games Geekery on Instagram. Um, find us there. Uh, Lucas, if people wanted to reach out to you personally because you, they, they, you know, your story touched them, how can they reach you on the, on the, uh, and on the web type? Deals. So you can email me, Lucas at lifepromotions.org uh, is great. Otherwise, my Twitter handle is LTuttle13. And so um, I'm not on, I scroll Twitter more than I uh, respond and we're play. Worked. All right, we're, we're getting there. Uh, <laughs> although following you on your Twitter, God Games and Geekery Twitter handle, yeah. uh, you can, man, great dialogue happening there. Oh, uh, yeah. I literally thought about sending a tweet out. Like, I'm like, man, I'm so close to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Get him. Guys, guys, go follow LTuttle13 on Twitter and just tell him all you got to do is hashtag post something. Hashtag post something. Just message him. Please, please ignore all my Magic the Gathering followers. <laughs> and revel in the Magic the Gathering <laughs> with him. Oh, my gosh. All right, guys. 
Uh, this has been so much fun. Lucas, thank you very much, sir. We, we just we just air bumped fists. I always forget that we're air bumping, and I go for the full fist. Yeah. And Lem knows that I'm going to forget, so he does a quarter <laughs> fist. So I'm like fully reached out. He's like a quarter. <laughs> all right, guys. So that's all for this week. I can't wait to join you again where you live, play, and work. Remember, you are geeky. You are loved. Peace. Peace.